Uh, welcome to edition whatever this is of this uh, podcast. This is April 6th, 5th rather. So there's no event going on for the UFC this weekend, but we do have one incredible fight to break down, which is Artem Loba versus Jason Knight. Um, Fuck yeah! Yes. Um, joining me are Gugabe and Technical Tim. And uh, yeah, glad, for, glad to have you guys. What is up, my boy? What's up, guys? Um, so, time, UFC Philadelphia happened. It was tremendously, mostly because of one fight for me, even though I got, I made some bank on Gaethje over Barboza. I also lost some bank on John, which was kind of bullshit. Like, bullshit in like yeah. a way, but bullshit in the Johnson randomly died. Yeah. Was it, was a, it wasn't as mean as like Thompson Pettis because at least Emmett wasn't getting blown out of the water, but like it definitely was a little random. Yeah, but I was on Johnson too, so I'm sorry for your pain. I mean, it wasn't like Emmett lost the first two rounds, but yeah, it wasn't he was getting lit up. Just, yeah, you know, it was just a little bit off, and then he ended up not a little bit off, but it was. I actually thought they both looked decent. Like Johnson yeah. was kind of doing his thing, and Emmett didn't seem too outmatched, but he definitely looked like he was on his way to lose. I'm actually higher yeah. on Emmett after saying that. Like, was coming into it. Yeah, I mean, I think if it was like MJ blowing Emmett out and then Emmett randomly getting the win like that, I but Emmett hung, even though Johnson got Johnson was more comfortable in that fight than I've seen him even against Lobov. He was more comfortable against Emmett than he was against Lobov, which was weird. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Emmett got it and sent me into a spiral of depression. I just have to pay respects. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, Gaethje Barboza went about the did minus the KO1. I figured the dynamic of the fight would be Barboza trying to circle off and getting beaten up. I didn't expect Gaethje marking with the first shot that way. Yeah, I thought it'd be. I, I had a bunch of overs because I was expecting it to like be an intuitive win. I was expecting Gage to win, but I was expecting something more intuitive. Yeah, I mean, I figured that the Vic win was just like a weird outlier for Gaethje. Like, you know, he has power, but that was the hardest he could hit anybody. Exactly. Like, you know, if anybody connects like that on you, you are going down. Doesn't matter if, they're... yeah, if Darren Elkins hits you like that, chances are you're knocked out. <laughs> But, yeah, good call on this one, Saram. I, I I didn't I didn't have a, a on it. I, I pretty much thought like Gaith G could maybe put him away with his pressure, but I actually think Edson Barboza in a war of attrition battle, I actually kinda like like what I've seen from him in situations like that because I thought he had a good chin, but I mean he just got knocked the fuck out and the pressure was obviously getting to him. I didn't I didn't place a bet, but you were you were all over that one, so Yeah, I was big on like I think um Barboza, he would have had a chance considering that Gaethje was like trying to sit, stay a distance more than I'm used to seeing from him. But, you know, the eye poke kind of screwed him. The eye poke was bad. Gaethje really, you know, worked for my money. For sure. No. Um, no. Uh, I'm at some branch. Uh, nice trip. I feel like that submission was a bit. I don't, I don't think it's. I, I, I just don't think that result was necessarily indicative. I mean, 
If a guy gets just absolutely ragdolled in the clinch like that, I feel like it was a nice foot sweep. I don't think that's what happened again. If Branch like actually, it wasn't like he completely slammed the fuck out of him. He hit him with a foot sweep, and you know, foot sweeps are foot sweeps. True, but I mean, if it's just Branch being like that was the sort of guillotine like often that pretty clearly it was coming from like you know watching Pedro Munoz tape and stuff. So, like, I feel like it's the sort of thing where. It's the sort of thing Hermanson catches everyone with, but like a black belt and supposed to be like this top grappler, getting caught like that is. Uh... I just, I just think that like yeah, I didn't see what pulled the guillotine. If Branch had fucked up that guillotine, we could have just seen like 50, 40 minutes of Branch just kind of sitting on top of him, not doing much, and people were going like Hermanson's an idiot for pulling that guillotine. I just, I'm so mm-hmm. hesitant to reward guillotine pulling. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of guillotine pulling. But like it works Hermanson, out occasionally, but it's a, it's a yeah. really good idea. I mean, Hermanson seems to have a knack for it. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Karolina looked dreadful. That was fun. Yeah, she did really dreadful. I got um, Waterson at plus one ten live after the takedown in the second round. Huh? That was ridiculous. That's I, I, I don't like Michelle Waterson. I think she, I, I I find her style to be stupid. She's essentially Gunnar Nelson. Um, if you, the more you look at kick, the more you look at Michelle Waterson's style, the more you see going down Nelson. It's amazing. I haven't actually. That's just because I don't an watch undersized, much Michelle Waterson. Undersized, distant striking. <laughs> Personal lies on top on top control and should be getting gets bullied by people who are bigger than them. Bigger than them. I, I, mean, I was surprised she could kind of avoid the. Um, I I didn't play this fight. But I was surprised you just could avoid the offense of Kovalkiewicz in regards to like Kovalkiewicz's uh, just output and her clinch because I, I feel like Carolina really didn't even land that much. So I, yeah. I mean, because no. I'm I'm, on, I'm in your boat, Gugabe. Like I, I do not think highly of Waterson, but that was probably one of her better performances she's ever had. Oh, that was her best performance, I think. I, I yeah. did I did feel like Carolina was starting to get the shit together in the second round before that throw over. Yeah, yeah, she had. She, I think she had some stretches where she was kind of doing some stuff. I think, and I think there's a second fight in the row where she has essentially won a fight off a second round uh, judo throw. Yeah, judo throws. It's just like you can't even predict those. It's like you should not be getting taken down by a judo throw. You never see like a head and arm throw in men's MMA because it's actually evolved. Where women's MMA isn't isn't evolved yet. So it's well, fucking yeah, not, nice to hit, but it's just how many times do you hit this. Yeah, you, you should never hit them. Like, <laughs> they're ridiculous. I'm amazed that Waterson has had every card of the first round in her last two fights. And the, you yeah. know, it gets Herrick and it gets Carolina. Those are both fairly close first rounds. Yeah. yeah There's a reason Carolina was like minus 250 or whatever after the first round. Yeah. Um, the technical masterclass in the next fight. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Paul. Paul Craig had some difficulties, but he lulled him into a false sense of security. What difficulties? Him... I saw no difficulties for Paul Craig. <laughs> Did both knees, knees, knees Paul Craig? What? I think Did both, I, picked... I said, Did both of you fuckers bet Paul Craig in that one? Oh, no, I don't think I bet yes. Paul Craig. I don't even I bet Paul Craig. Like Paul... Shitty light heavyweight's not my thing, but. Um. I gave Paul Craig more of a shot because uh, Gugabe convinced me with Kennedy being kind of terrible on tape. I figured I just being big and athletic was... would do it. 
I fight people who are gigantic floating question marks. That's my that's one of my principles. If I get a UFC vet as an underdog against a gigantic floating question mark, I, I just I just do not understand the mindset of people like, oh, he looks athletic. He must be. He's going to have a. He's, he's, he should be the favorite over a UFC vet. Because like Craig isn't Craig. Craig is the goat, but yeah, you know, he he's not that bad. I think he's pretty bad. I think Craig is. He is, but there's, there's a yeah. galaxy of difference between regional light heavyweights and Paul Craig. Is there? Light no, regional light heavyweight is terrible. But the thing is, I, I would favor Kennedy after seeing that. Matchup. Oh, same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> like, I, but, but the thing about Paul Craig, I don't know if there's like a huge gap between a regional um, light heavyweight because he can't win rounds. Like, like he's truly yeah. a suburb bus guy. He, like, he, he can't land combinations on the feet and he can't hold someone down long enough on top to actually win rounds he just gets like rolled over <laughs> it's like he, he's a guard sub guy and it's in mma and he somehow has won like two of his last four he's he's essentially cody mckenzie but with a triangle instead of a guillotine he's just yeah. he one really good move and nothing else look i see you guys are doubting paul craig I think personally that Paul Craig should be favourite over um, Paul Craig is essentially second Ortega, and as a result, he should be a favourite over John Jones. <laughs> I, I just, I, 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 Paul Craig won around against Jim Crute. What more do you need to say? He looked good. He, he that was his best fight. I think it was. It was actually... better than I expected against Crute. Yeah, against Kennedy, he had some decent moments. Like he, he wasn't getting completely outshot by Kennedy. I mean, yeah, Ken- Kennedy is just really, really, really bad. It was it was less Craig like he did against Crute, and more Kennedy being big and athletic, but also totally useless. So, congratulations, Craig, I guess. Look, I, I can hear you doubting him, but Paul Craig <laughs> just knew it, knew, knew his winning condition, and played to and played to it. <laughs> yeah, he had to make it interesting for the people at home. <laughs> for sure. Um, um, speaking of third round, it's, all right. Um, another news: a third round miracle fluke out. Sadiq, uh, I, I, know, I was on Shimon Shaman, but cashed him out after round one because I was like, Shaman, you're not doing anything. Please start doing something. Yeah, I like Shaman when he does things, and I bet on Shaman, but it wasn't big. And um, I think Sadiq was pretty impressive, but he was on his way to losing that fight before Shaman kind of shit the bed. So. Yeah, that knockout. Well, the knockout win did win Sadiq the fight. The knockdown did win Sadiq the fight, but it wasn't like Sadiq was getting completely outclassed. Sadiq was pretty clearly well. He pretty clearly lost round two, clearly losing round three until like Shaman came in with like that the Frickland elbow thing, and yep. he just cracked him for it. Yeah, I, I think th- Shaman I th- was just so happy for it that it worked. He had to keep trying it. Yeah, exactly. It worked once, and then he just kept going. I wish Charles Oliveira knocked out um, Taimu with yeah. his one. That would have been great if he could actually got knocked out with it. I think the main reason why Sadiq also won the one round number one is because Shaman was kind of remember he was kind of getting low kicked in in round yeah. one, and then he started yeah. checking it, and Sadiq couldn't land it anymore. I think like yeah. the reason why Shaman had some inactivity in round one is because he couldn't block 
like check the first few leg kicks and he was just waiting to get the timing down. So I understand why he was inactive early. And then after he started getting the timing down and Sadiq kind of wasn't throwing those leg kicks anymore, he, he was really winning the rest of the fight. And then he got knocked down. But at the same time, I think Sadiq actually looked pretty good. Like he, he's yeah. like a, he's a reasonable talent. Yeah, I mean, even if, he, even if Shannon kept up the activity in round three and didn't throw that dumb elbow, I think this performance would have been more encouraging than killing that uh, Moctarian guy. Because hanging yeah, no with Moraes is pretty impressive. Moraes is legit. Yeah. So, no. yeah, good fight from both, I guess. Both showed some upside. I just, you know, wish the bet hit. Um, what else? What else is interesting? I don't... Green execution... <laughs> Interesting. That was sad. Oh, that was a Mizugaki. It was like Mizugaki cruise. Um, Holland's Mirshot oh, yeah, is very interesting. <laughs> I, I had Mirshot decision. I'm so pissed. Yeah, I, I remember. I think I had Mirshot winning, but I just didn't bother to score it because the fight was so goddamn weird. It was the fight was great. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I, like I can understand getting entertained by it because Holland doesn't fight in a way that isn't entertaining in like the most bizarre way, but. Shard won most of like the first two rounds, if I remember correctly, and he just ended yep. at the end of both rounds on the bottom, getting punched in the head. Yeah. Well, like, how do you do this? What is Mearshart's? Like, I understand that Mearshart's supposed to be a grappler, but he's almost like he's almost like Craig, sub or bust, because he has no sense of keeping a position. Look, if. Mirshart was like Craig, you were subbed holding the third round to begin with. <laughs> and I don't know, so he, sometimes, sometimes you just get unlucky. Like, yeah, you, you can't I mean, have, not all performances start to be as clinical and claim as Paul Craig. I mean, here's the deal Kevin Holland might be able to. Kevin Holland. I, I remember Holland wanted to step in for um, Romero against Jack Ray. Yep. Jack Ray probably would have tapped him, but there's also the question of. Is physiologically impossible to tap? I'm fairly sure Jackaro taps Holland's ass. <laughs> yeah, but also Holland might just be, you know, literally impossible to tap. Did you think uh, about I, that? Yeah, I don't think I don't think the signals from his limbs reach Brian. <laughs> it's too dumb to tap out. So, so certain fighters have that ability, like Ortega was too dumb to die. With most people, most people, they get um, signals to the body saying, "You're it's time to be finished." Whilst Ortega just doesn't even get those. He got finished at the end. Praise Max. Yeah, well, he got stopped. He got a corner stopped. He didn't get. Yeah, you know, he never um, dropped. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure he did get dropped. He just made. Oh, it... Did he? Uh, oh yeah, when, he got, when the Max got out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else? Ortega's first response to out was just, "Oh, okay, go for a um." Leg lock from the boss. <laughs> yeah, the goat hooks thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Kenny Borg. Um, I thought Kenny won, but everyone's actually like winning. But Kenny was definitely value. Yeah, Kenny was definitely value. I don't think there's any question there. It's just everyone's asking, everyone's acting like Borg won, like super clearly, and it was a robbery. But I thought I definitely said Borg. I, I yeah, I definitely said Borg, but it wasn't a ridiculous robbery. Fair enough. Whatever. I I, I rewatched I re it because this was kind of like a fight, uh, you know, that I was pretty high on Kenny on for the value. And he, that value is obviously there, but 
I rewatched it and round one was like very clear Kenny. And then I thought round two and three were essentially just like really close, but it's like, like I would have been fine with Borg getting the decision, but like Saram said, and and kind of what you're saying too, I I feel like they were really close rounds and could have gone either way. And I might have slightly leaned Borg, but whenever you have one clear round and then two are close, like you're probably going to get the decision. And people people were putting way too much emphasis in like Ray Borg picking him up and slamming him. And then Kenny immediately scrambling back to his feet. It's like slams look cool. They don't do anything. I mean, I think slams should be prioritized more than just regular takedowns because slams have for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But but uh, at the same time, if you look, Kenny landed more than double the strikes. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I gave round two to Borg and I gave round three to Kenny off. Like, that's how I did, too. Well, yeah, I thought three was close, but I thought that was the round Kenny could get round three. Yeah, because Kenny like somehow ended up on Borg's back almost with a choke in round three. And uh, he also landed like a few body kicks, if I remember correctly. It was, he did, yeah. It was just like a weird total clinch grind fight. So I don't like definitely, but I'm fine. It's not a robbery way, I guess. The one thing I think people haven't really mentioned is that the reason Kenny is such big value in that matchup is if Borg wins that fight, he's going to have to do it by out grappling with top position and he can't even hold Kenny down. So it's like, Anytime he wins a fight, it's going to be by very close decision because he can't outstrike Kenny because he literally throws one and a half strikes per minute. And so, so it's just like a guy Borg can't hold down. It's going to be for him to like win consistently, if that makes sense. Like it's always going to be a close fight. His pattern, yeah. I guess. Yeah, Borg's biggest skill is like scrambling and he's very good. Yeah. At that. But I mean, if your skill is scrambling, there's... It's not it's yeah. useful everywhere. It's not applicable in many fights. Yeah. And um, Philadelphia. That that seems like most of the interesting stuff. Um, Perez got a clear decision over the De La Rosa guy. Uh, Rodriguez kicked the shit out of Aguilar. Yeah, fun. I shit. think Rodriguez is pretty good. Like, yeah. actually. Yeah, Rodriguez is. Uh, I was entertained by the fight. It just should have been stopped. Like. 30 times between round two and three. Yeah, I I had her by inside the distance at plus 450. I I hit her point handicap at plus 140, but I I could not believe that I get hit. As Gugabe always says, like, why the fuck aren't there corner stoppages in MMA? Yeah. Well, when when, when they do happen, they just fuck you. I find every time I get corner stoppages, when suddenly I've got a decision. It's (laughs) fucked. Yeah, so. At this point, the next card is uh, Poirier Holloway, two weeks from now, or at least the weekend after this one. It does, yeah. But is there anything What's else? What hot takes do we have? I, I guess uh, we don't have to go through the card, but maybe just mention some bets you're kind of looking at, and then we can maybe discuss the card in detail next week if. If yeah. you guys are cool. yeah, sure. We can just maybe mention like two bets we like or something. I, I don't know if you guys have one in mind. Uh, give me a second. Remember, I mean, remember why I've tipped. I mean, there's Poirier at insane value. I'm not sure Poirier wins, but um, Poirier's at plus 200 is pretty good value because um, Poirier mixes in wrestling. I think Holloway could have some trouble with that, especially considering that Ortega got 
kind of a takedown. Like Holloway was right back up, but Poirier is almost definitely a better wrestler than Ortega because Ortega is just a jujitsu guy. Um, Joe, I got Joban at plus one hundred against Grant, which I really like because Joban he's legitimately underrated. Um, he does a great job at distance, vicious clincher, and uh, I don't really trust Grant to do anything. The auto fight, even though he killed the Pedersoli guy. And uh, Bilal Muhammad at minus 135 against Millinder. You know, Bilal Muhammad does smart things, and Millinder has a gaping hole in his game. Uh, it's not for a while, but I like Olovsky over Sakai and Dog Odds a lot. Which, which card is that? Which one? Uh, it's not for like, it's the one, um, Zachary Romero. I'm just bringing this up. Okay, yeah, time. that's fine. We can talk about, I guess, whatever card. Olovsky, Olovsky should be. A decent favorite. <laughs> I just Sakai is probably the worst fighter he's fought since Albany. Oh, holy shit! Wait, Arlovsky's the underdog yeah. in that fight. Yep. yep. Oh my god. I know, it's like Max. <laughs> Plus one twenty. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, I know. It sounds like Max bet to me. Uh, I'm not. I mean, it's, it's hard to trust Arlovsky, but still, it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's stupid. Oh, I mean, Smolyakov plus two ten against Hardy. Like, I don't think Smolyakov. <laughs> Good, and that's not the sort of thing that I regularly bet. But Greg Hardy just looked pitiful last time. Uh, I, I, I wasn't that like I don't know. I felt like he was not great, but okay. Man, I thought he looked terrible. He kind of. I don't know. You could after that fight, if you go back and watch his other knockouts, you could kind of tell that Hardy was relying on his opponents, just like shelling up every time he moved because. Yeah. Crowd- kind of wanted to do some things, and when Crowder wanted to do some things, Hardy just kind of let him. So. Yep. Uh, hmm. Well, uh, I don't know. It's a few days in the future. getting quite close to Sandhagen. Surprising me. What, what do you guys think of that one? Like, I, I originally was kind of thinking, like, Lineker could actually be a, a pretty decent bet, but... Yeah. Sandhagen's pretty good. Like it, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just is he? I'm just uh, yeah. The last two report was like doing like days with notice. Yeah, there they are. Yeah, it, I guess we just haven't seen him. I mean, it's like fuck. John Lineker's like a very different type of fight compared <laughs> to anyone he's fought, though. Yeah, like yeah, Austin Arnett's probably like the Austin Arnett performance is the one I was is the one I said like the best performance he's had so far in UFC. That's fucking Austin Arnett. Yeah. Like, can you really... Uh, Yuri Alcantara... I like oh, Yuri Alcantara's performance, but is that really impressive? It's just Yuri Alcantara just died. Yeah, Alcantara <laughs> broke his arm and then couldn't do anything after that. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, Alcantara, his spirit just left his body. And, and, and even if you take Lineker and you kind of see a round of them, he's not going to not... Like, Sanhagen's not going to finish him in a round one. Like, Lineker's chance yeah. is insane. Unless he gets a sub. So you could, you could always hedge if, like... You know, after a round or something, but I mean, this fight kind of feels like a stay away to me because I actually really yeah. like Hagen. I think um, San Hagen's good too, but it's yeah. hard to say. Yeah, like I feel like Lineker kind of has the approach where if you're really good, like San as good as he looked against the last guy, which he probably isn't because the last guy didn't look good. But if San Hagen actually turns out to be a contender, then Lineker is the sort of fight where you sort of expect him to win handily. But yeah. last fight was also against someone who's not very good. So Lineker could just tank right through him with like those body shots and stuff. 
So let's be perfectly frank. Yes, yeah, be perfectly frank. Has so this Santagon's probably best win, I'd say, is Arnett, who is. I mean, define best. His best performance well, is probably Arnett, but yeah, but, better than Arnett. But uh, performance and win, they can't, it can't link. Yeah, because the best win is the one which I feel is the most replicable. Rep, and also, how much he struggled with, like, with the fact he struggled so much, Alcantara are just immediately getting on him is not good for a um, yeah. liquor fight. Yeah. In particular, yeah. If if, if, Alcantara, if Alcantara walking you down is a problem, <laughs> have fun. So I mean, he's probably so. Sandhagen hasn't you know, hasn't had massive difficulty apart from getting his arm broken, which I think is massive difficulty. But he, his best win is like. Not even top fifty bantamweight, I'd say. Yeah, and now I mean, he's terrible. in the conversation against fucking Lineker, and I haven't seen anything from Santagen which screams to me massive upside. He seems like a good dude, but I, I think he seems like a good fighter. But I also yeah. think that division's really stacked, so it's kind of like, yeah. um, and, and, and uh, like fuck, like dude, Lineker's going to be pressuring him, man. Like, uh, but yeah. I do like Sandhagen's pivots and like. A lot of the stuff he does on the feet, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think you can kind of like you can't take a whole lot from a guy styling on someone like Bautista, but yeah. you can take some things about yeah. and he can look really slick on the feet, especially like yeah, mm. he ground, but he did like some um, good boxing stuff. He hooked off the jab and he did like cool combos, ending in kicks and stuff. So I think Sandhagen has some legitimate upside. It's just Lineker is hard to against because he has a process that works against anyone who's not really, really, really good. Yeah. Either you need to be able to outstrike him or you need to be an elite wrestler. I don't think you can really say either is the case with Sandag and what he's shown. You know, I think yeah, Sandag should be a lot wider as a dog, just off. Yeah, you know, it is possible he can do it, but. Yeah, just off uncertainty, I think that's fair. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I know I'm fairly pessimistic about new prospects, but on the other hand, it's just insulting Lineker to give him a fucking. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking John Lineker we're talking about. Yeah. Wait, Court McGee's from Diego Lima. I didn't even know that was happening. I feel like McGee should win that fight, right? I mean, Lima's terrible. Terrible. Priest. He, he, he and then he just like randomly knocked out Lapriz. And I remember being very big on the priest there. Not, I don't had a bunch because the odds were pretty wide, but I think the priest would just destroy him. And, and I mean, he just kind of got randomly KO'd like really quick. Yeah, that's true. Um, one one fight that I want to point out, but if anyone's listening, I haven't taped this, so like don't go th- throw cash because we're just talking about it. But uh, Jason Gonzalez over Jim Miller, like Jason Gonzalez is a dog. Gonzalez put a legitimate fight and like took it's it to Gillespie. Greg Gillespie. Like, Try. like, like I, I would, I haven't taped him for a while, and I haven't seen him fight for a while. Like, I have seen say. Miller. Like, I just feel like that those that lines off. Yeah, yeah. yeah twice Gillespie, saying, so. Gillespie was just like southpaw stuff, where he just like kind of spammed head kicks and straight, but he caught me a good amount of times. Uh, but, you know, just obviously eventually got drowned by Gillespie. I think Miller might be able to just, you know, work him. But Miller's also looked kind of dire in the past. So. For, 
remembering Gonzalez, like his takedown defense was really good. Like Gillespie was having fits getting him down. So I can't imagine Miller getting him down. So it's just like, and Mil- Miller's not the best striker. Yeah, true. At this point in his career, not really. I remember he gave Poirier some trouble, but that was mostly just a leg injury. Yeah. He's definitely declined over the last like few fights. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. What's um general conversation topics we have? Uh, Marlon Moraes is going to kill Cejudo and this. Yes. Yep. 135. Conversation. <laughs> That's a fun conversation. I think everybody, everybody hits the goes. Is that max bet level? Like <laughs> that might be max bet level. Maybe. It's definitely Although, a sizable bet. It's it's. Huge bet level match bet. It's, I'm a, not Le- sure. it's a Leon Edwards level bet over Gunnar Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Volkanovs Gaudo. I don't know. People seem to enjoy fighting that, but I'm pretty sure all in the same spot. Uh, I think I just took the ARB on that because. Um... I've, opted, I've opted three times now, so. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps moving around. <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. Um, but I think it's just, you know, when the ARB's there, it's there. I'll probably put about two or three units on Aldo KO once it actually hits, um, once it comes closer. I mean, I think Aldo, um, I remember Darren Elkins had a weird catching Volkanovski on the exit to the body. Yeah. And, I mean, Volkanovski overall just destroyed him, but it was one weird spot where Volkanovski had trouble. And Aldo yeah, but... the left hook to the body lately, and I think Aldo beats him in the pocket. And over three rounds, I know we disagree on this, but I don't see people outpace who people who aren't Max Holloway outpacing Aldo over three rounds. Yeah, well, I think that if um, we're somehow going to get a win off um, Volkanovski, it would have to be an outpacing. So yeah, I mean, be... he might as well just throw himself at Aldo. <laughs> I, yeah, I just it don't have to be work. something like the Mendez fight because Volkanovski yeah. fought a very smart fight against Mendez, even though Mendez looked terrible, but. Unless Aldo comes in looking very, very bad, I'd have yep. seen Volkanovski win this one. I'd agree with that. Um, I'm probably just going to play Aldo KO. Um, yeah, sir. Because I think it's going to be like a reasonable return, and I think it's very likely. Um, but it's weird because it's like, I know you love Aldo Serum, but like, honestly, yeah. like, if. Say if Aldo just doesn't put him away, like he lands some big shots and Volkanovski just kind of survives. Like, do you think Volkanovski can kind of maybe like pressure him and kind of outwork him in the later two rounds and kind of land some big shots? Like, I, like I think it's reasonably possible. Um, I don't think it's impossible, but I also think that Aldo's pretty much harder to pressure than anyone in the history of MMA. Like, especially the way Vol- Volkanovski does it too yeah yeah i mean volkanovsky he looked very good against mendez like i don't want to take away from volkanovsky's performance against mendez when i say mendez looked bad because even that version of mendez would have put away a volkanovsky who didn't look that good volkanovsky looked excellent but like i don't think marching forward the way he did is going to work out quite as well yeah um volkanovsky like it's easy to forget given the mendez fight Volkanovski's A game is his wrestling. That's tends to be his A game. It's just against Mendez. Yeah, that's not going to work here either. Yeah, if, if you tend to wrestle Mendez, you're kind of fucked. And if you tend to wrestle Aldo, you're kind of even more fucked. Yeah. His win condition seems kind of doubtful. 
Like he could just put on a pace and Aldo could just wilt earlier than I expect him to in three rounds, but it's tough to expect. And I think Aldo's still good enough technically because he's very, very, very good technically that he can win over the distance. He doesn't need the knockout, even though he throws everything with a lot of power. I just feel like Volkanovski's punches aren't fast either. Like, like I feel like he starts oh. landing once he kind of gets you tired. Kind of like, he, I mean, he wasn't landing like huge shots on Mendez until Mendez started fading. So it's just like, if Aldo can just have a decent gas tank, I just feel like he won't even get hit that much. But uh, General Aldo doesn't get hit much. Yeah, it's a weird little fight, but I, I think I'm going to just play all the KO because I expect him to get a knockout if he starts landing, and Volkanovski's really easy to hit. So, Yeah, I mean, I think it's sort of the fight where you expect Prime Aldo to run through him. Oh, yeah. Current Aldo, and with the uncertainty around Aldo retiring in two more fights, it's tough to go big. Yeah. Another fight we can talk about. I know this will be a I'm kind of more neutral to it. I know where you guys are going with it, but Masvidal, Askren? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, uh, I, um, I started taping it a little bit, yep. and Masvidal's definitely going to land some big shots. I will say that. Um, I watched Maya and Masvidal a little bit, and I, Masvidal has some legitimate takedown defense. And he's so he's gonna land early, so like Askren's gonna be in deep shit. But at the same time, Masvidal, if Askren does survive, Masvidal was pretty winded grappling with Maya in the second to third round. Um, so I, I don't know what the odds are gonna be, so, so I, I kind of just have to see the number, but I think it's just like a I'm just kind of wondering how to approach the fight because I, I could see, yeah. I'm I see the position for both guys. If you if you guys are following me, sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna make a guess and say that Askren's gonna be a big favorite just because he's yeah. a big favorite against Lawler. And he I was thinking minus two hundred. Yeah, somewhere around. Uh, I think we're more than that, to be honest. Really, Askren's favorite just seems to have taken over. And Askren looks kind of bad against um, Lawler. Even even the people that think he legitimately won, which I don't. Even the people that think he legitimately won, he got slammed on his head by Lawler in his first 30 seconds in the UFC. Yeah. Can't expect the odds to be super wide, which is kind of the trouble with that fight, right? Askren still won, which sucked, but he also uh, won in a way that meant that his odds moving forward wouldn't be as wide as they would be. If I mean, I'm sure as hell not playing Askren at minus 200. No way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you just gauge kind of the sentiment around it's generally just, you know, Askren's going to lay on him, which is weird because I think it kind of underrates Maya, if you think about it, because Maya can actually set up his takedowns well, and he can box kind of. Like, he's not amazing at it, but he can do things well enough that he can, you know. I wonder if Masvidal can, can darse him. Probably could. Why couldn't he? He almost had one. He had one in on Maya. Yeah. He's got, the, he's got this now. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got one. I, th I think he, yeah, he subbed Kiesa with one, but he, he, he had one like almost locked in on Maya at one point. It wasn't like too locked in, but it would definitely be like way more threatening to someone like Askren who can't defend it as well. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah, I mean, overall, I just don't think it goes to the ground because Askren's not good at all at closing distance, and Masvidal's one of the slicker outfighters in the in the division, and much, much, much better on the outside than someone than anyone Askren's faced, including Lawler, because Lawler likes to fight in the pocket, and you know he's more of a pressure fighter than Masvidal if you force him back. So. If yeah, I agree with that. To fight, Masvidal was willing to just like pivot around Jeff and check hook, and I went to couldn't get anywhere until he just got the decision because why not? Pretty uh, much. What are your thoughts yeah. on it, Gugabe? Uh, I, I feel I just uh, I think Askel will be a bigger favorite. The amount of Askel mania I've seen, in, like yeah. Twitter and shit, is just confusing me. He's got a decent yeah. personality, but I, I don't think his wrestling is... People people acting like it's this A++++ God attribute. I don't think he's got the athleticism, athleticism of a Khabib. And like, against, yeah, Lawler for the most part shut down his wrestling. I yeah. think Askren's pure wrestling is very good, but he also couldn't convincingly beat Jay Huron. So. Yeah. Look, you kind of, like... M- most wrestlers, and this is sort of a critique on the whole, like, wrestling is the best base for MMA thing that guys like Joe yep. Rogan say a ton. Yep. Is the best wrestlers in MMA, they tend to develop a striking framework that's at least serviceable. If you look yeah. at yeah. against RDA, he was able to, like, he didn't strike well in a striking sense, but he did yep. well enough to cover distance, right? And if you look yeah. at absolute best wrestlers in MMA, guys like Yo Romero, guys like Chad Mendez, they... Yep have legitimately excellent striking. Their striking has arguably even surpassed their wrestling. Or definitely surpassed his wrestling. And so I don't see a rationale for saying a pure wrestler can walk in with zero striking and dominate everyone in the division. It just makes no sense. It's just the most base way of looking at wrestler beat striker. Well, I, I think it definitely could. Like, even look at fucking Usman. But I think Usman's a physical freak who was beyond Askren in that in that respect. Oh, Usman, Usman showed some striking intelligence against Woodley and against RDA. Yeah. Gillespie is kind of one too, but the thing about Gillespie is he can close distance with his shot really well. Where Askren doesn't really do that. Like Askren will grab a hold of you and shoot, kind of like. He'll like bend his waist and shoot, and then kind of like work for a double uh, a, a double leg or a body lock. Where uh, Gillespie Gillespie like stays out of striking range and will maybe like throw a couple things, and then he closes distance like really fast because he's a lot more athletic than Askren. But um, so yeah, but uh, I I think Masvidal is going to have a lot of success in the first round. I I think like. That round, I'm gonna probably, I might have pre-act like pre-fight action on Masvidal, and then kind of like hopefully be able to arbitrage after round one because I think he's gonna fuck up Askren in the first round, and then after that, I think that's kind of Askren's window. Yeah, I mean, Masvidal hasn't really shown a ton of cardio liability, so I think if Masvidal, well, one, he showed enough power against Till to just put him away. So if Masvidal figures out that you know he can hold off Askren's wrestling, he can start putting some you know hip into blows. Just- he did get tired. He did get. I mean, he he has really good cardio, but uh, he did get a little tired in the Maya fight, and that was like a very grappling based fight. He, he wasn't yeah, like that's true. He wasn't like gassed. 
to an embarrassingly degree. It was just he was fighting off a really good submission artist, and, and that's a different level of cardiovascular system. That's so, uh, yeah, I, like I could see him getting. I'm just saying he could get tired enough to where that could be Askren's window. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's a tricky fight though. But I, I, I get it. Like I get, I get why people are on on Masvidal. I get why people are on Askren. Like I don't know. I'm not playing Askren as a favorite though. I'm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else is coming up? Um. Doesn't look like a ton. The oh, RDA Lee. RDA Lee's fun. I like RDA there. I'm not sure. I'm I'm really not sure. I'm very conflicted. And most of it is just RDA is one of my favorite fighters of all time. So uh, it's tough to pick against him even if I should. But it's also just Lee being legitimately stupid against uh, Ally Quinta. So it's it's a difficult fight to pick. I feel like RDA is going to be value. We're going to look at Lee as like smothering wrestler and just cap him at like minus 500 or something. Okay. But I'm not sure who I'd pick at evens. Is Lee, is, is, well, Lee actually sticks to that game plan, but it's kind of the issue of Lee. Exactly. But... Like, he took down Aya Quinta with every takedown before round five. Yep. And then decided to do it twice. The thing about Lee, though, is like a lot of these like pressure fighters who have been taking out RDA lately have really fucking good gas tanks. Where, where Lee gets legitimately tired. Like I think there's a reason he wasn't wrestling Iaquinta as much as much as he maybe should have. I mean, he gasses like, like he gasses really hard, and especially when he has to work for takedowns. And even if like you take RDA down, you have to work for them. So I. I don't think he's the same level of pressure wrestler as like a Covington or a uh, an, Usman. An, an Usman. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think this is a different. Like I, I think I'd have to tape it as I always have to, but I think RDA is going to win. I think he could. I'm yeah. kind of leading. I'm leaning RDA, but mostly just because of the variance and in, um, in Lee's approach. I think the Lee who showed up against Barboza probably beats RDA. Because he showed a commitment to pressuring, and he did some stuff on top that he didn't do against Iaquinta. Because Barboza, he um, like you know some hand traps uh, to beat Barboza down. Like where against Iaquinta, he just held onto the back. So Iaquinta, Iaquinta res- actually resists you and can has a get up game where Ebsen just kind of lays there and gets destroyed. So like he's not going to yeah. gas out Kevin Lee as much. A guy like Edson Barboza, where I feel like. Iaquinta makes you work for the takedowns, kind of like RDA, but th- yeah, that's kind of the distinction. But, I see what you're saying, too, though. Yeah, I mean, the top game was, it seemed pretty striking, the difference in the top game, because I figured if Lee got Iaquinta down, he wouldn't just, you know, key on the uh, on the rear naked. He would kind of try to hit him more, and he landed a few shots in round two, and then just gave up on ground and pound altogether, got the back, and just hunted <laughs> naked the whole time. RDA is probably, well, RDA is almost definitely the better pure jiu-jitsu player than Lee because he's like a fourth-degree black belt. But I think, like, the Lee from the Barbos if I beats him, but you can't trust Lee to be that smart and be that disciplined every single time. And the thing is also, Lee, Lee doesn't really pressure strike you. Like, RDA is going to have 
like he's you know to to kind of yeah. throw his shots and, and all like the, the the play actually is probably gonna like live bet RDA after round two or something because he's probably in for a rough like round or two. Probably. I mean, I, I think like, I, I feel like his path is kind of later. Yeah, Lee tried pretty hard to pressure Edson. He didn't do a good job of it, but he, you know, moved forward, jabbed him. Where against Iaquinta, Iaquinta was able to just you know swing in his direction, and Lee would just back up all the way. So yeah. if um, if Lee approaches it like he did against Iaquinta, where he's willing to back up, RDA is going to use launch. But if Lee approaches like he did against Barboza, he's able to keep a sustained approach. Then RDA is going to have a lot of trouble. It's just the cardio thing that might be a little bit worrying. Yeah. It's a fun fight. It's a great fight. Yeah. I just hate that they're trying to feed RDA to another guy because that's definitely what this is. Yeah. They, they seem to try to get behind. They're trying to get behind and leave emotionally, it feels like. Yeah. Lee's. Yeah, I think, I think they've got charismatic, young. And if he wasn't an idiot, like, he should have beaten fucking yeah, definitely, like, I bet on. Well, no, I wouldn't bet on Lee ever again, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because, like. Like, yeah. I was about to say I would bet on Lee against Iquinta in a rematch, but also, if you could trust Lee that way, then he wouldn't have lost in Milwaukee. Yeah. So, Pretty much. Like, if I could trust Lee to come in smart, I'd definitely bet on him against Iquinta. It's just you can't trust him. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, but on all the fights we talked about, I don't have like I, I know I mentioned I like some guys, but I always have to tape because I'm not as smart as you guys. But the, the main one I have actual strong opinions on that I am pretty sure I'm going to be betting is Marlon Marais over Cejudo. So just to kind of like throw that out there, but uh, oh, yeah, it's hard not to bet Marlon at these odds. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Rough. I couldn't believe it. I'm pretty sure Marlon was a bigger fucking a Sun Sal. Which is insane. No, so Marlon was a big, was a fairly big favorite against the Sun Tso, Second time. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Sun Tso, he he opened at minus two fifteen, where against Cejudo yeah. at minus one seventy five. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Cejudo can wrestle. Like Marlon's, Marlon's wrestling is really good. His defensive yeah. wrestling and the striking is. The only thing is Marlon doesn't throw as much as I thought. You know, he only throws like three strikes per minute, which is kind of a little concerning. Well, Marlon's not super high volume, but... He doesn't get hit, though. Yeah, he's defensively very good yeah. and very, very good in the pocket. So, yeah. I think... Oh, so I think Rice's striking output's also been kind of um, dropped by the fact he's had two very quick, or three very quick finishes now. Yeah. And the two which went in existence were against Sunsail and Dodson, who were both... Um, Running. <laughs> it is very hard to put up volleyball off of those guys. Especially Dotson, yeah. And, uh, and yeah. I remember the Sun South fight, Marlon put out some decent volume. Yeah. But Dodson ticked up. I remember that, that Dodson one, I think I, I was on my eyes that one. I think I had Dodson winning it. Because it was like, it was ultra close. Uh, yeah. I, I remember being super close. I don't remember exactly how I scored. You know, there's a good argument for, um, for Dodson winning it. I just, you know, I didn't. It was like Dodson Lenica, from memory. Like, well, yeah, I think like, Dodson probably had a good. It, it was good to argue. Really was closer than it should have been. I remember Dodson getting a knockdown, which shouldn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, MMA decisions has a majority of my eyes, but some Dodsons. Yeah. That's funny thing with Dodson. Like, if Dodson just had slightly better luck with decisions, he could be like. If, 
They could have been like Yossi <laughs> champion. He could have been probably had a bantamweight shot. If Dodson were the division that were in his deep, he'd probably be champion because Woodley. Nope. <laughs> but, I guess kind of maybe to kind of start closing things. <laughs> The uh, two weeks ago, I feel like the the Saram and Gugabe main event was the uh, Safarov fight, and then last week was kind of the Craig fight. And there was at least a Gugabe ma- uh, main event. <laughs> What's the kind of shit show fight of this card that will be pre? Demardi F. Griffin. Demardi F. Griffin. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew you were going to oh, say. I was that. thinking. I was thinking Saint Prue Krylov. That shit's going. Oh, be- that, if that be a shit fight, we know things about. Right? <laughs> to be a proper shit fight, that's be somebody we know nothing about. Yeah, there has to be. In that case, it's Boston Salmon versus Khalid Taha. I don't know who either of those people are. I know who Khalid Taha is. I feel like I've he's seen. Not very good, but I know he is. Before, but I don't remember anything about him. I don't know who's on Rosen. He's just like a pure striker. I, I thought he was a guy in Rosen who um, beat um, McCall by um, facial rope um, attack. I know he's not. No, he's not. No, it was the other one. It was the other one. He was on the other side of the Grand, Grand Prix. I didn't tape that one yet, so I don't... I, I think he's like some type of like striker, right? Like, yeah, he is. I confuse him for now. I, actually, I confuse him for Manal Cape. Manal Cape? Cape? Whatever his name is. Yeah. Um. So I, don't, I don't actually know. I, know. I know less about Khalid Tahar than I thought I knew about him. Also, Costa <laughs> Davis could easily be a ship first. Davis is bad, I guess. But Costa is 4-0 with, like, two minutes of cage time. And his nickname is the Zohan. That's, that's a good nickname. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably going to be fun, because if Costa comes out aggressive, another Costa... He will, he will too. Yeah. No. And it's probably going to be fight doesn't go the distance. But that's a minus one five. And he's been fighting in Cage Titans since last, um, yeah, last, um, Trump's a fucking hard June. <laughs> if you want to tape him, you can watch his entire pro career in four minutes and 22 seconds. I'm not joking. Oh, fuck yes. I'm, I'm not joking. His four fights like he, add up to like four minutes, so. I mean, he can add, he another, he can add, he can add two more amateur fights for an extra minute. <laughs> His kicks actually look good if you watch. Like, like it's real. I mean, he's going against terrible people, but I'm just kind of. I mean, I'm, we're pretty much judging a guy off shadow boxing, to be honest. Pretty but uh, his kicks look actually good. His his punches are really loopy and terrible, and Saram would absolutely be disgraced by watching it. I know. I know Saram would hate his technique, but uh, Kosa's kicks actually look pretty. Like, there's some zip on him, and he throws like question mark kicks. So. Uh, like I'm not gonna bet this fight. It's too big of a question mark. But yep, uh, I, I am because I, I just think Davis should be. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I, I just if somebody gives me a fucking if somebody gives me a pure coin flip and a clear value side, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> this is where money is my like my, one of my favorite wins of all time was fucking uh, Albany. I love I love Albany. So I just kept, I, the line kept getting worse. And I just had more. I was like, well, you guys have you guys watched Albany? <laughs> Wasn't Albini off the fucking Tim Johnson knockout? Yes, Albini was Albini was minus five hundred, six hundred. I mean for the dumbest fucking lines. <laughs> I'm just like, you know Arlovsky isn't fucking isn't completely terrible. <laughs> like Arlovsky gets a lot more hate than he deserves in my opinion. 
I mean, I don't think Arlovsky gets hate. It's just people expect him to be shot, and he kind of is. He definitely is, like, in fact. Oh, he, he, he's been shot and unshot like three times now. It's amazing. I, mean, I don't think he's ever been unshot. He's just proven to be more resilient than you'd expect. Uh, like, no, sometimes his, his chin just seems, to work, just seems to fade in and out of existence. Well, yeah, but I mean, overall, he seems... If you look at the overall package, his chin has faded in and out of existence. The total package, Arlovsky's looked very, very bad. Eh, I, don't know, I feel like I feel like there's been moments of competence. Like it's, it's recent. Sure, support. but it's heavyweight. Everyone has moments of competence. Heavyweight, and he had like no, they have moments of the other person is so incompetent they look competent. What's I don't, I don't, there's very easy yeah. moments of competence at heavyweight. There, there are like two people at heavyweight I would consider competent. Um, Martin Tapir, Martin Tapir, and who else? And of course, Shamil, Shamil the guy. <laughs> That, that should be for the heavy. That should be for the heavyweight title, honestly. I mean, like, if you want to, if you want to kick court, I don't think there's anybody else you can ask it than Shamil. Yeah, Shamil. Shamil's good at catching kick. He's just not good at anything. Else. And he lost to Derek Lewis, which is bad. We had a lot more open weight um, fights, to be honest, in the sport. Like as as um, we were discussing briefly before the show about uh, the possibility of Dan Kelly versus Justin Gaethje. Uh, that that would. I'd be down for that. I would not. I I think I like Dan Kelly as a person, and I don't Dan Kelly is a great person. He's the greatest person to ever live. Yeah, if Dan Kelly's a good person, I don't want to put him in there against Justin Gaethje. Just because he'd be, he destroyed Justin Gaethje in such an ugly way, to be a good person. I'm confused by your logic here. Yeah, let, let's go with that. I mean, if if there's an open fight thing, then. Mine would probably be either Whitaker Cormier or Aldo Khabib. Those are those are the good ones. Yeah, why do I want a good one? I want I want to match up like random people. Like I don't know. Um, I was about to suggest Pedro Pedro Craig. I was like, wait, did that actually happen? It was like Pedro's only good performance against someone who's also. <laughs> Craig Craig's off. I see Craig Safarov in there. I will fly out to see Craig Craig Safarov regardless of location. Who would you Who would you bet on? That's going to be tough for you. <laughs> like, sir, 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 I think you have to go Safarov, right? Yeah, I like I go Safarov. If I had to bet, I'd go Safarov. If I didn't have to bet, I wouldn't. Well, I mean, can he get triangled? It's just like, is he going to get triangled? That's the only <laughs> answer. Like, no, no, he'd grab the fence and then he'd gouge his eyes and then he'd escape the triangle. <laughs> well, if it works, it works. Combat pragmatics. In the most Paul Craig fashion, this is what that would happen. He would have a fully synced in triangle with like 15 seconds left. Safarov would then grab the cage and say, you'd think he'd get out. And then they would DQ him and Craig would get the win. Five seconds left via DQ. That's that's what's going to happen. No, I was thinking that he would grab it. Safarov would grab the cage and the referee would would, would, um, stand him up on the feet and take a point. And everybody would be screaming at the (laughs) <laughs> When's that gonna? I'm sure that's gonna happen. The bench. Somebody's gonna have a deep sub, and somebody's gonna gonna, gonna foul and get stood up again. <laughs> um. Yeah. That looks like all the fun fights booked so far for the near future. It looks like Magny's been booked against a bunch of decent guys and Michael Chiesa. Looks like they've landed on Luke now. So yeah, Luke's gonna. That should be fun. 
I think it's Kiesa and Diego. Why? I, just, I saw that. And I'm why? Like, why? I like that fight for Diego so he doesn't get brain damage. His case is hands are terrible, but he's surprisingly powerful. But, but I mean, think of other people. He has a knockdown mouth for against. Yeah. Like I'm saying, Kiesa actually hurts some people. He's got like terrible technique. Yeah, is kind of just flailed in Masvidal's direction. And it Look at the Russian card. Why is Islam Makayev fighting a random lightweight, a random UFC, de- UFC debutant? I have no idea. That That's actually disturbing. I mean, I just, you know, Islam is like legit going. I mean, yeah, the guy's got a decent record for Russia, but... But Islam's very man. good. Islam's like yeah. probably yeah. ranked level. Yeah. And yeah, he's putting up his... I think they're just trying to get Russians wins, but why are they giving, why are they feeding a Russian, a fellow Russian? So that one Russian wins? True, but one loses. That's fine. As long as one Russian wins. Yeah. No, Alexejuk is fighting um, Antikulov. Oh, yeah. He's one enemy. Michael and Michelle Okchilov, who um, put on the body punching clinic against fucking Volante. Which I should, everybody should have said, everybody saw that coming. And I feel like I favor um, Antigulov there. Uh, he looks so that's... bad against Watson Lambo. Uh... Yeah, that's the uh, Kudalaba. Yeah. That's... He gassed out so quickly against Kudalaba that I feel like um, Michelle actually keeps up any sort of body punching. Yeah. I was just going to, like, die. The way he gassed there, it could, it could have been, like, an injury or something. Because, like, you know, when someone gasses that quick, I get a bit leery. I think he tried to play a Colby Covington game at light heavyweight, and no one can do that. You have to do that. Actually, one thing. If Jack Ray can't find a replacement for the one and, two, one and three weeks, is Greg Hardy's Dmitry Smolikov going to be the main event? Oh, uh, I feel like if the UFC were smart, they'd make it... Um, like the no, no, uh, Perry Oliveira. Yeah, I'd rather think Lenica Sandhagen is the main event because it's potential. Oh, Perry Oliver was on that card. That's actually a good card. I was looking at it. Yeah, it's it just looks bad because they somehow made Greg Hardy the co-main. Why lightweight? They're just giving these they're giving these top these like fringe ranked lightweights all these debutants, like Gilbert Burns and Eric Wisely. Why not just do Gilbert Burns versus versus uh, Makayev? Yeah, I mean that, that seems like a very simple um, solution. The only reason I know Eric Wisely is because he's the guy that got captured by Oliveira. Yeah. Has he done anything? What? I'm very confused. That's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah you've got we've got two lightweights, the week after another, who are top level lightweights who are inexplicably being given um shitters to eat them all. Yeah. I remember Gilbert Burns accepted I don't know if he accepted, but him and Jesse wanted to fight each other at some point. That yeah. would be decent. Well, what else is on? I'm just looking One other thing I want to bring up because this might be the first MMA event I like ever go to city in Chicago. I don't know if I'm actually going to go, but uh, three fights that got announced for it that are pretty fucking sweet: Lamas and Cater. So yes, that's a fun one. Peter Yan and Jimmy Rivera. It's always fun to see Yan. I feel like Yan will piece him up, but. That would be a fun one. And then Munoz and Alja. So those are three really fucking good fights that I'm pretty excited for. I'm worried, are... I'm worried that Rivera spontaneously refines his mojo because against um, Sterling, he just looks scared. 
He looked very bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it wasn't like, he did, he athletically looked fine. He just, he just did not look like he was having a good day, really. He, he said in the corner that he felt off. He just wouldn't pull the trigger. Yeah. And I feel like Rivera would be an interesting challenge for Yan if he was, you know, like the Rivera of like the Dodson fight. Where Tony Vasa, I don't know if Jesus. But, like, I'd still favor Yan, but it wouldn't be like, you know, a total blowout. But the Rivera that showed up against Sterling, Yan would mulch him. No. Um, yeah, look, actually, looking at that card, there's like, there's like six fights there on the Chicago card I would actually be interested in. Interested in. Yeah, I, I think there's a couple fights I'm not... But like, it's there's not the, like the best main event, Cejudo Marais. It's still like a good one, but for a huge pay-per-view, you, you know? Yeah. I, was, I was maybe hoping for a big name, like a Jones or yeah. something. But it, uh, obviously, that one Jones fight. How many Jones fights are really that compelling? True. But yeah, like, that's... Wamas Cater, Jan, Rivera, Munoz, Sterling is pretty fucking sick. And like you, you get to see Valentina, who is always like, you, you know, she's one of the better. She's maybe... She's like a top three pound for pounder women's fighter. So, yeah, so, yeah that's a decent card. Like Tatiana Suarez. What do you want? Two of us are having off. I already know. I'm already probably going to play as a very large better one, guys. <laughs> Assuming the odds go where I think they will. You mean two of us as a big favorite? Um, there's no odds yet. But I was seeing some talk on Twitter where people were like, oh, two of us will be a big favorite. I'm like, no. <laughs> I feel like that's how it's going to go. Ivanov should be. Ivanov should tap in the fuck out. I mean, most most people think um, Ivanov lost the Rothwell fight. I thought it was too close to call, but I didn't really give a shit about that fight. But no. a lot of people think Ivanov. Should I, was be- pissed, I was pissed about that. I had a bunch of Rothwell and Rothwell decision and go to distance. Fucking bullshit decision. But still, I I think was- to- Ivanov should beat fucking Tui Vasa. I thought it was a close fight, and I thought Rothwell should have got the nod, but it was still it was still not like a robbery, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this isn't a fight I care about. Onto the Lamas Cater, which actually Lamas Cater is amazing. Lamas Cater is the shit. Lamas Cater is the best. I think uh, Cater I'd... might take him out. Yeah, I think Cater, uh, but there's a risk of him getting wrestle fucked. I, I don't think he's yeah. going to get wrestle fucked. Like, I, like I, I've I've really studied hard on Cater's wrestling defense for the Fish Gold fight, and his wrestling defense is pretty good. Like, and I think he'll just awesome. jab him to death. I mean, I think in general, if you look at someone like Cater who can stay away from the fence and he looked like an excellent outfighter against Burgos, it's going to be tough for guys to take him down because there aren't many guys who can actually wrestle in the open. So yeah, you're going to rely on the fence, then Cater's going to stay away from it. I think Lamas's path is just to try to... Can Lamas throw leg kicks? Like, I really can't Yeah, remember. he's a pretty good leg kicker. Yeah. Moicano destroyed Cater with, with leg kicks. I feel like that's the way to beat him. I mean, I think just getting it down to leg kicks oversimplifies it. Yeah, I'm just saying it'd probably have to be a part of his uh, execution. Yeah, because I think Moicano's one of the better kickers, probably aside from Aldo, the best kicker in the division. So true, exactly. It's going to be tough for Llamas to like replicate that without yeah. just eating jabs every time he gets on one leg. I wonder what that line's going to be. I bet. Cater would probably be like what minus one thirty five or something. It would probably be yeah. I was close. getting like I was guessing minus one fifty somewhere there. Yeah, that's a fun fight. Yeah, and New, New Sterling. Sterling's hard to cap. Yeah, uh, I, I um, definitely I I lead me I lead I just can't see what Sterling does to keep him off him. Well, I mean Sterling unless unless Sterling can just take him down and sit on top, like it's possible. 
can stand run like like his little kick game that he kind of does. Good try, I know. Um, yeah, Sterling's kind of played an outside kicking game, and I think yeah, Munoz is very slow for the division, and he's kind of plotting. So Sterling might be able to just keep him at the end of his range and kick his body until Munoz can't do anything. But I think I favor Munoz because I trust him a lot more, and um, he can hold his own in a firefight better. And I think he's decent at forcing a firefight. And yep. uh, Sterling doesn't really have the speed of Dodson to just like force Munoz into the defensive and yep. run around him back to the center. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that, that, that's a close fight. That's a fun one. That's an excellent fight. I'm rooting for Munoz because Munoz is the best, and he made yeah. me some money against Garbrand. Same. I feel like Munoz just walks him down. I just, I just don't see what Sterling does to dissuade Munoz from Munozing. Yes, I, I just think I think it's a kicking side. game. I, like, yeah. I, like I think that's where I'm not saying I, I, Sterling's going to win, but I'm saying that's what I think he could maybe do. But yeah. Yeah, I think but, Sterling would have to be better on the outside to make that work. But yeah. yeah, he's going to have to be sharp. Yeah. Uh, so we've gone over basically every card on the horizon. <laughs> oh, right. Um, I think we haven't had a good hot take discussion yet. What's the important hot oh, take? Yeah. Who can we insult? RDA v. Colby. RDA dominated. 100%. That was a hot take. Everybody knows that. Um, I've made everyone give, know that. Give us a hot it's take. It's been my hard it. work. Hmm. What what I think it's like, Ortega is subuously talent. Okay, that's not a hot take. I think that's just incorrect. But you do you. I, I think this, I don't even think this is a hot take either, but people will rebel if I say this. But I think it's going to happen. I think Zabit's going to sub Ortega. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think I think there's a decent shot there. Yeah. Oh, actually, well, I think we phrase this. I think the easiest, and most consistent path to victory for Zabit would be to take down Ortega and get him his fucking back, because yep. Ortega seems dumb enough to give it to let him do it. I hope he doesn't I, uh, like build into that myth and get and he's scared of Ortega's guard. Because <laughs> I'm concerned that if Zabit stays standing against Ortega, Ortega will just keep walking on him, and Zabit doesn't yeah. hit hard enough to really stop Ortega doing Ortega things. Yeah. I mean, I rewatched uh, Ortega and Cano, and Ortega was very, very impressive in that fight against a legitimately good striker who I rate much yeah. higher. But that was his best performance against Moicano. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his body punching was actually very, very good. He started keying on it near the end of round two, and uh, couldn't defend. So, I think Ortega boxes him up. Yeah. Maybe, but I also think Zabit has a chance. Has a better chance against Ortega than he would. Against Someone like Moicano, definitely better than he would have had against someone like Aldo. Yeah, because well, Aldo calling out yeah, Aldo, and that was basically a death wish. It's a really annoying fight because I feel like if Zabit wrestles, he'll get the takedown so easily, and I really no. think he's going to sub him. And I do not think Ortega can sub Zabit, but I just like, like, there's a lot of time clear vision of him wrestle. It's like fuck. Yeah, I have I a clear vision of him trying to strike for Ortega, looking good for the first round, and then just starting gasting. Yeah, yeah. Getting either, ta- either tapped after forcing a shitty takedown because he'll be tired, or just getting knocked out. Or losing a very contentious split decision where a bunch of the beat fanboys have a massive cry. <laughs> and, and the thing is, like, if, if Zabit 
wrestles right away. I don't think Ortega has the type of grappling that would get Zabit tired because he wouldn't yeah. be like stop. He wouldn't be putting up resistance for the takedowns. He'd just be playing a guard game. I mean, I feel yeah, like or- Zabit. Okay, Zabit doesn't shoot that often, so it's not going to give Ortega access, which is where he's best. But if Zabit hangs around in the clinch too often, Ortega looked good enough um, snapping Swanson yep. that Zabit has some trouble there. I don't think it's an easy fight for Zabit, even in the grappling. Ortega's a very good grappler. He's opportunistic, and he doesn't like do much positional stuff, and he's overrated from the guard. But he's very, very good. I just don't think he can submit Sabit though. Like, and I, I, I don't know. Like, I'd have to watch it more. But I, I, go, go watch Ortega. Like, like the one guy who kind of actually got Ortega down and started working a game was uh, Tiago yeah, Tiago Tavares. Yeah. And like, if you just, I, I, I think very highly of Zabit's top game. Like, 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 I think it's really good. Uh, he, he has flaws in other areas for sure, especially like his gas tank, and he can get walked down and pressured. But I just think Zabit's going to eventually pass his guard. I mean, he has to be careful it, in yeah. situations, but Tavares had him back mounted. Like, if, if Zabit back mounts you, you're probably subbed. So, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I just, I'm not that impressed by Ortega's, like, I don't know. I just don't like opportunistic guard subs. I, like, I don't know. It, it is. Well, Ortega doesn't really have an opportunistic guard sub game as much as he does a transition. True. That, yeah, yeah. Like, his, he finished the, um, the Brandau sub from guard that was rolling over from mount. And he finished <laughs> sub from guard, but that was from a takedown. So he's not like an Anthony Pettis. Yeah. Or if you sit in his guard, you're kind of fucked. I haven't seen him for a while. I just remember that the submissions were just kind of like, yeah, like just kind of like very quick. And it wasn't like he went position to position to position. Yeah. To then yeah, get it's, not, it's not sustained positional dominance, but he does grapple very well under the framework of I'm going to go for the sub no matter what. And I remember the Brandau sub being very, very impressive where he basically, I think he switched from like a fucking anaconda to a mounted triangle to a regular triangle. It was really cool. Yeah, I think Ortega's striking gives Zabit some big issues. Mostly, yeah, it does definitely. Yeah, but yeah, the grappling's interesting. Yeah, I think Ortega's grappling is just people uh, books in particular are very bad at handicapping grappling because they take all these like low percentage um, people who successfully hit a bunch of low success low percentage um, submissions are suddenly said to be sub artists. And also this thing like when you're against like when some people are grappling against a like really high level black belt, I think they just shut down. They're just willing to like admit defeat and survive. I mean, I don't know who's less good and willing to just go for shit can get more subs. I mean, I don't know how you can say it's low percentage when he's well. I mean, one against Brandau, he went through them and he knew what to do, and it was very very against um, Swan engineered the same situation twice in the same fight. So, particularly low percentage. Ortega is reaching, like, I remember he was, he was definitely overrated going into the Holloway fight, especially based on the odds. No way he should be in evens with Holloway. But I yep. think he's getting into underrated territory right now. Yeah. That's, that's why I think this will beat Ortega wants to be a decent opportunity, because I think that the odds makers will underrate Ortega. I know for eight to beat. I, I'm expecting to beat to be like minus 300. 
I'm hoping so. I think the public will push the beat even further. Yeah. You re- you really think it'll be that wide? Yeah. Hmm. Well, Tiger's last, last, last image of what Tiger was, you know, insane shit kicking and Zabate Zabate. Zabate just effortlessly ran through Jeremy Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly think that kick to the dick in the first, end of the, in the um, first round actually turned that fight for Zabate. I mean, if, if Zabate just got grappled, uh, yeah, he would have run away with it, sure. But like the first round, he, I feel like Stevens is fine. He's putting together his success and shit. And then he gets the. Um, Zabate was looking a little bit flustered. Then Zabate gets two minutes mm. to recharge and then hits that kicking combo off the um, break. Yeah, it definitely played a factor. I agree. I think it reset like Stevens. I'm not saying Stevens was 100 percent going to win that fight all around, but just like I felt like that was Stevens. It was about been, so. yeah, yeah. Stevens was, it, it was essentially. Have, yeah, I yeah. think it had an impact on the fight, but I don't think it had enough that I would say Stevens would have won. Because either way, Stevens was probably going to do the same. You know, fucking push the beat to the fence and try to spinning backfist him like an idiot. True. That was, that was <laughs> terrible. Um. Yeah. So. Uh-oh. Yep. Any other hot takes? Um. King of Parlays beats Swam in the fight. What's that? King of Parlays would win a head-to-head fight with um Swam. Oh, probably. <laughs> I don't know anything about what he looks like, but I'm below average athletically. <laughs> King of Parlays is good. Bring back King of Parlays. <laughs> every every <laughs> evening, technical Tim prays to God, and then King of Parlays. I, 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 he's first of all, he's probably listening. But I, uh, I like him. It's just uh, like I like him. I think he's funny. I think he's the top, and, and I get yes. why people get pissed off, but. I, I still like him, you know, but I, I like everybody. It's, it's really hard to upset me, you know? I mean, I don't mind King of Parlays at all. He's, I, I think he's pretty funny. He just doesn't know much. And come on here. It will, be, it will be very, very funny. He's a funny guy. Like, he says some funny shit. And for context, people who are somehow listening to this, despite knowing, not knowing the man, myth, the legend, the pinnacle of MMA analysis, <laughs> King of Parlays <laughs> is our inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, one of WMA all day, every day. He is pretty much our king of parlays. Parlays is MMA. I know. He's the good last, parts and the bad parts. Last thing I want to bring up, and then we can call it a night. I do not know why the matchmakers book this fight because it just sounds like a, a complete. Like a cardio shit kicking, Clay Guida versus BJ Penn. Like, why the fuck did that get? No. Like, why did that get made? And that's yep. 2008 fight. I, I can't believe that's in 2019. Yep. Can't believe BJ Penn's still fighting. <laughs> that's it, that's a fight where he could get a lot of punishment on him, like just like gas, being tough and just taking like a beating, but not enough to get put away. <laughs> I mean, I remember Clay Guido put away Joe Lozon when Lozon was pretty shot. So I think he might just, you know, go all out on Penn and just beat him down. But yeah. That's, that's not a good fight to make. Yes. Oh. Whatever I card that's like, on, that brings the average quality way the fuck down. Yeah, but at least PJ Penn, like, if you can't go from the style to thing, I'd rather see him against fellow 
person than oh yeah bj pen why don't we do bj pen versus rda do bj pen versus uriah faber remember how faber's returning oh yeah true it didn't that no it didn't happen um, <laughs> i was like i was, thinking, I was thinking uriah faber versus Henry three where Henry, i remember frankie had gets mysteriously bought uriah faber and spare j pen for no reason like three four years ago i have no idea like Frankie Edgy, he beat um, he knocked them, he finished them both um, like a while ago. Oh, he didn't finish them, um, right, Faber. This is back when like both Faber and um, Penn were both absolute, were both clearly done. BJ Penn versus um, Edgar Frey, 2014, the one where BJ Penn came out like standing straight, yeah, he did, straight up. Yeah, that was, that was very bad. Yes, and then Uriah Faber looked similarly bad. Was that the same card? No, it was um, after. It was like. The year after that, he then fights Uriah Faber. Oh yeah, Ghost Faber. Um, because that's when because that was when Faber was clearly starting to go because like was, he got knocked out by Barrow and he had the very the surprisingly close fights against Francisco and Rivera and Alex Caceres. Oh yeah, wasn't that the one where he won by eye poke the Rivera fight? Yeah. Oh yeah, he won because of a eye yeah. poke and then bulldog choke. I think Caceres Caceres actually made him. You know, Caceres had a close fight with him. That's help. Concerning. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, Guida Pen, terrible idea. Pretty much. Uh, so it looks like that's going to be it for this edition of WMMA All Day Every Day. I guess that's what it is. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. And yep. KO the best. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah.